0: This episode of Girls Who Do
1: Stuff is brought to you by Tidewater Sandals at
0: TidewaterSandals.com.
1: Other than barefoot, my preferred footwear is (laughs) flip-flops. That is how I roll. You gotta love a flip-flop. Seriously, I love flip-flops. I love me some flip-flops. And I love me some cute flip-flops. And Tidewater Sandals has cute flip-flops and they are super-duper comfortable. They're made out of that yoga mat material, so you know that they're going to be like a you know walking on a cloud or stepping on a pillow oh my goodness one of their sandals is called madras yep it's a it's
0: a pattern style madras as in sarah madras and it's got a mermaid on it
1: (laughs) sarah madras is going to get those mermaid madras sandals is what's going to happen so head on over to tidewatersandals.com and enter promo code girls who do stuff for some fun savings off your flip flops.
0: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably
1: shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story.
2: And y'all, the background on today's guest. So anybody who's even looked at my LinkedIn profile or listened to any of our podcast episodes knows I'm obsessed with reality TV. I'm obsessed with romance and falling in love, hence why I was a couples therapist for so many years. And I love it all. And my newest show that I started watching was The Courtship on NBC. And it's like Bridgerton with all the beauty of the gowns and the castle and the horses and, you know, the courtship and like. Like if you could
1: have designed a show, like if Sarah could have created a dating reality show, this is what it would have been.
2: But they also need an expert. They need an expert in there. So NBC, if you need a relationship expert in there, because I would have let that mess dude who was sleeping with her, he'd have been gone Way quicker than before Christian. Well, can we in. just
1: you haven't even said the show. So the
2: show was <laughs> called The Courtship. <laughs> The show is called The Courtship and I was, I'm watching it and it's got, it's Bridgerton meets The Bachelorette. So you've got all these guys who are trying to see if they, if this girl, and the heroine like, we is watched
1: for the, So like, if you haven't heard of the show, if you haven't seen, like if you don't watch network TV, whatever, like go on YouTube and look up the trailer. Yes. Because we watched the trailer. That was the, the while we were waiting for Christian to come in the room and uh, while we were getting prepped. And I was like, Oh, now I get it. See? And then but like it was yeah, it's 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 neat.
2: And so then I'm I'm like cheering for Christian. I'm like Christian's a good dude. Like I hope they, go get and he's making it. He's making it. He's making it. I'm like, "Yeah." And then he drops this one line. He's like, "The second you become aware, you become responsible." And I was like, Somebody put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Christian, (laughs) you need your own merch line. TM. I'm just saying, um, trademark that shit stat. And so I like. (laughs) Like Phil and Modern
1: Family. Right. I (laughs) DM him.
2: TM. And I was on IG and I was like, listen, I am not hitting on you. (laughs) <laughs> I am not gonna like give you some kind of lame like you're so amazing proposal like through the dms like I'm, I said I'm married I have two children and I'm 41 I was like I just want you to be a guest on the podcast because when you said that I was like shit he is our people mm-hmm. and I want him yep. on the podcast so without further ado welcome Christian cones to the show Christian please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you ended up on the courtship
3: All right. Well, hey, ladies, thank you for having me. Uh, bright and early 7 a.m. over here in California, but I'm so glad I was able to make it. This was so last second, but it's going to be so worth it. I can feel it. And so pretty much I'm turning 26 next month. I'm from Indiana, born and raised. i live, been living out here in LA for like six years. And yeah, last year there was an opportunity about, you know, to go travel to England, to go find love. And I was approached about it. And when I saw the opportunity, I was like, okay, sure. like. I Man, I got nothing else to do. So
1: like. <laughs> I have cleared my schedule to go to England and find love.
2: And I just want you to know, I'm fully bitter that, like, deeply bitter, Christian, that they did not have these shows back in 2005 when I was single.
1: What was? It was like Temptation Island. No, and that like, shit was
2: not even around then. I don't think. Real, really? Yeah. And that, like, let's be real, that is not love. I that's mean, something it, else. That's why it's called temptation <laughs>
1: Island. Like that's literally the only one I remembered because it was like back to back with American Idol and was I watched it? American Idol, but I didn't want I would
2: have been, I would have been on, uh, love is blind. I would have done the courtship. So I want to know though, Christian, how does one get approached with this opportunity? Like, does it just like tumble into your lap?
3: Yeah. Well, they have people that are looking for, you know, singles and then as well as like applications. So I was kind of told about it and then I applied and then, you know, they thought I was a decent human or maybe they thought I wasn't a decent right. human. Right. I mean, you don't know what
2: they <laughs> thought. He'll bring the drama. Right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, maybe they took one look at me and they're like, you know what, this this guy's going to give us great like, TV. Right, he's
1: yes. either like sweet farm boy from Indiana or like, ooh, what does he have to bring? Yes.
3: Uh, or, or sweet fuck boy from Indiana. Yes. Our,
1: maybe, maybe <laughs> that
2: too. They have those in Indiana too. They do.
3: It happens, them. But yeah, no, it was it was just kind of crazy. Like, especially they kind of pitched it as like, you know, Bridgerton and, and I was like, okay, well, shit, like, go find love in like you know 19th century sure like why not
2: mhm what were your expectations like legit not the shit that you tell nbc or the view like this is where we speak for real like what were your real expectations going
3: yeah well the, the funny thing is with me like i'm actually very transparent and probably too much so so like i think sometimes maybe i say i overshare uh, but <laughs> He's like totally
1: uh, my people
3: yeah, my 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 expectations I were really kind of exactly how everything kind of went about. Like, you know, I just kind of went into it very open-minded. I went into it knowing like, hey, you know, if you do this, you have to be like completely vulnerable and you can't, you can't hide anything. You can't not be yourself or else you're going to be miserable the entire time that you're there. And you're probably not going to find love if you do that.
1: And the PAs are going to cut you really quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs>
1: The producers are going to be like, no, no, no. Minimal this not screen time out. for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so pretty much I really just I think I expected I expected me to break more things like, you know, cause it's like an old castle. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I always get just so weird about anything expensive or not. I don't know. I'm just a pretty I'm a simple guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So
2: how so long did it take you to learn the dance? How much prep do you get for that? Do you have a dance teacher or like do you have to watch YouTube videos?
3: No. So once we arrived there, they immediately started uh, training us like how to horseback ride, calligraphy, the the dancing. Yeah. So (laughs) we would have dance rehearsals every day. They went to
1: etiquette school. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. They were like 14 year old, you know, little girls, little girls in (laughs) 1820 London. Like that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool.
3: But it was, it was the, the dancing was actually really hard to get down. And then especially like, you know, when you're on the dance card and, you know, you have, you know, 12 different cameras looking at you on top of like, you try to fight for your life, you know, with Nicole, it's yeah. like, it's pretty, it was intense. I don't know how anybody could have done that, you know, like not being themselves. I feel like that would have been too much for me. It would have been more draining,
2: I would think. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, we talk
1: about that a lot, like especially people who are trying to, you know, wear that mask of confidence and wear that that confidence cape or that, you know, whatever the mask is, that how much energy it takes to keep that on versus like if you just let it go and see what happens. Yeah, it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel weird. And you're you know, you have to sit in that discomfort for a minute to to live in the vulnerability space. But it ends up paying yeah. off in the end because yeah. otherwise it's super tiring.
3: So- OK, that alone just convinced me that you guys are woke. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, that's exactly it. Like, my thing is, is I have. Taken the L so many times in life. I I feel like more so I take the L than the win, you know? So I'm like, if I'm gonna lose, I might as well just like be myself losing. Yep. Yes. Like, I am so good at failing at so many things, but like at least I do it proudly and I do it, you know, the most Christian Lee Cones way possible. You know yep. what I mean?
2: Yeah. What was your proudest moment of the show?
3: Um, okay, so <laughs> the toxically masculine side of me wants to say when I won the festival of strength because that was, (laughs) was it like the Scottish
1: games? Like, did they do the,
2: he had to lift boulders and hold things around his head? Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. And then the more like, you know, progressive, actual, you know, sensible Christian wants to say, you know, when I came out as sexually fluid, I think Mm -hmm. like the, that was just, I I guess, I guess it was a hard thing to do, I guess, you know, but it shouldn't be. And, um, I don't know. I think now is my proudest moment because I just like received so many messages like about people like thanking me mm-hmm. and like, just like say that, like thank you for the representation and thank you mm-hmm. for like showing up as yourself. Cause it, it gives me the courage to do it. Yep. And I still get messages about that. And it just, it, it it's such confirmation that I did the right thing. You know? Yeah. It's
1: validating that, like the choice that you made to be vulnerable and to be, and to show that, that courage is that like you're on the right path, right? Like that if you continue to show that vulnerability and that courage that, you know, you'll be rewarded and validated.
2: Courage is always reward. Yeah. Yes.
1: Always. 100%. And you're right. I think that it's, and I think it's awesome that you're getting that feedback because representation does matter. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that when we forget that it's really, really simple to make some changes that make people feel inclusive, like instead of saying, you know, all men and women, you can just add a, a couple of words and say those that identify as men or those that identify as women. Like mm-hmm. it's super yeah. simple well, and it's not anything that like, it's not hurting you.
2: Well, and it makes me <laughs> think right. of survivor because yeah. thus reality shows. So we uh, watch yeah, survivor. Okay. Yeah. And this year they changed in survivor for decades. He has said, come on in guys for every challenge. And just that little yeah. tweak at the, he said, Hey, Hey, I feel like is that no longer appropriate for me to yep. say "come on in, guys"? And so this season yep. he changed it, and now he just says "come on in," and it's yeah. like that where There's it doesn't simple, yeah, yes, where it doesn't have to be these huge. Like Christian didn't have to go to the steps and like pick it and like do this huge. He was yeah. like, "I'm showing up right. in my authentic self, and that is the thing that I'm going to right. do to create a ripple effect of positive." change. And
1: like you don't have to be, you know. Out with a sandwich board right. walking around, right? right? Like yeah. you can just be you. And if yeah. it comes up in conversation or if it comes up, like, I th- I mean, obviously we've already established I didn't watch this. I didn't know this existed until Sarah said we have this guy coming on the show. And, and so now I have to go back and watch it. Yes. But like, I still, I think that's really powerful and, and, you know, give major props to you for doing that.
2: And at 25, almost 26, yeah. how did you, because it sounded like for you in the moment You didn't realize how courageous it was. It just felt natural for you in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so where do you feel like that courage, because courage is a skill like anything else. So where do you feel like you built that that skill?
3: Well, for you, I just I need I just got to get this. I feel like we're like in a Brene Brown like fan club right now because of the way (laughs) we're all talking. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so for it. Uh, but I feel like he has
2: not done his research on me no. as you can tell I know he
1: has not it's so okay.
2: I'm actually certified Brene Brown trained so that's why we're using this language mm-hmm. this is what I do for like Uh-oh. this is who I am and this is what Uh-oh. I do
3: and and <laughs> okay well side note Brene Brown is like my actual hero I don't yeah. really fangirl anybody <laughs> in this world besides her
1: yes me uh, too <laughs> no Daring Greatly like saved my existence right in, in like yes. 2011 yes. 2012 like yes. literally saved my existence so
2: yes I love it he just earned extra points by being like Brene Brown is my
1: and he's (laughs) he's yeah he's totally
2: yes our people
3: yeah (laughs) okay Um, go ahead so I I guess back to answering the question like I I like I said like I've taken so many L's that there came a point where I was like you know sometimes like the only way to get through life is just like when the going gets tough to get more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like dude that whole process, that whole TV show was so intense, like everything, just like the amount of pressure was so high that I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is, this is already so difficult. This is the green light to keep going further and to just, and especially if you wanted to develop a relationship with someone, like these are the real conversations that you have, you know, what happens when you, you get married or propose or engage or whatever, and then later on down the line, you know, this, Sneaks out. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's not the best time for the other person. Yep. So I don't know. I've kind of just, I just, I guess it all starts with loving who you are. And once I started to love all the parts of me, then I was like, no brainer. This is easy.
1: And like, and yeah. I have to give you props for that too. Cause that's like a really um, powerful lesson that a lot of people don't learn as young as you are. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't learn
2: it till they're in their forties. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not, or yeah. And that's like, that's her research too. She's like, most people are finding me when they're in their forties.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, I was in my thirties, but that's because somebody recommended, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it was, it was the train yeah. of like, somebody, well, and
2: we're in the social work. So that's why. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. But the, um, you know, I think that it's, it's really important to recognize that it's Becoming more and more acceptable for people to just show that everyday courage—that you yeah. don't have to, you know, try and be anything other than who you are. Mm-hmm. To and and yeah.
3: And my whole thing is too, you know, because I come from, you know, a very conservative, like very religious, very—I don't know—a very traditional sort of Midwest background. And, you know, the thing that I've realized is like a lot of people that, you know, have so much hate for these other types of groups or people is like, they're just afraid of the, of like, they are fearful of like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. The and for me, I started to realize like, you know, with, with anything, whether it be race, religion, or sexuality, like just because it's, it's not your reality doesn't mean it's not true for somebody else. and. I think like that's so important to remember, especially with these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You may not identify that way or you may not, you know, feel that same sort of way. But like for somebody else, it's very true. And it is their reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: And it just so. takes you, you being you. And then somebody else goes, oh, my God, he said what's in my heart. And it unlocks something inside of me.
3: Yes. And we exactly- all have
2: that power. Like mm-hmm. we as humans all have that power. And I think that's our greatest gift that we take for granted is just showing up as ourselves and our like true, real raw selves locks things in other people and unlocks their truth for them too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think that's where, you know, and, and we have a responsibility yeah, as humans. Yes. yes. And we've talked about this before that like the, the, impact of the the choices that you make on a on a daily basis that then you can you know of course hindsight's twenty twenty and you can look back and be like oh well that's why I felt you know driven to make that decision because then it led me to this and then it led me to that and you know so forth and so on and I think that sharing that too right that like all of these you know what you consider to be L's and failures or whatever like aren't necessarily that it's just you know taking the lesson not forgetting about it and moving forward yeah like it's it's more of you know I think understanding that we're all a work in progress. Yeah. And and again, I give you mad, mad props for A, being a progressive white male in their early, early to the 20s who's already learned all these lessons, and I'm not bitter at all.
2: <laughs> I know. I was like, when, when he didn't win, I was like, Christian's going to be fine. I was like, his DMs are going to be blowing up. I was like, he will be fine. All will be well. So, Christian, you talk about all the L's. For you, what has been your, what you qualify as your biggest L, and then what was the lesson you got from that one?
3: I think it's uh, one big ongoing lesson. I think before, you know, I I never felt like I fit in growing up, and especially like, you know, I I wasn't great at sports, but I also like, I was smart, but not like, you know, I wasn't in college AP in the second grade, you know, like I, I was like... I was just like, very, like, I don't know where I belong. And I kind of always felt that way. And it was, I, I have been rejected so many times throughout my life. Like unbelievably, I remember like, I would just like come home from school and just like cry. I was like, I girl didn't want me. And you know, I realized that, you know, as I got older, that I was holding back and the things about myself that I saw as flaws are really just other beautiful parts of me. And. Something that I really took away from, I don't know, just starting to love myself was, you know, like anybody else, when you love somebody, you don't get to choose the parts that you love. You either love somebody for all of them collectively, who they are, when they're mad, frustrated, grumpy, you know, whatever it may be, or you actually don't love them. You don't get to sit there and be like, you know what? I really want to change this, this, and this about you. No, that's not how love works. And, And including like when you look at yourself in the mirror. So and once i started to just accept every little bit of me yeah i i realized i was having way more success i could i could i I don't know how to say this modestly. I could get more people that I wanted. just own it. Can we just
2: like? I right. was like, just own it.
1: Sarah and I both had that same like. No, stop it. Own it. <laughs> yes. Like, be proud of yeah. yourself. Shout right. it from the rooftops.
2: It's like, just another yeah. way that courage is rewarded. It's yes. rewarded by those people. You're those opportunities arrogant, are flowing into your life. Right. Like, yes. you're not
1: being. You're not bragging or being arrogant. Yes. You're just celebrating your your wins and accomplishments. And
2: that's the thing is, I'm totally at a point where I'm like. I am not apologizing anymore for For the skills that I have built over the years because I have taken the time, the effort, the dedication to build those skills, to learn those things about myself and others. So we need to, as a society, stop apologizing for the skills. I've (laughs) just, yeah. And I, I, I mean, for me,
1: it was more of like a shift and like, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like I don't have the, I don't have any more fucks left to give. Right. To like put that energy forth. We had a conversation and I was in a networking group yesterday and we were doing like rotating iceberg icebreaker things. And one of the question was like, where are you going to be in 10 years? And I literally couldn't think about it. I was like, I have a mental block on what's going to happen in 10 years because I can't even think about what's happening past this weekend. Right. I'm like, okay, there's a birthday party. There's like hockey game, soccer game. Like I'm in that mode and I'm like, well, my kids are still going to be in school. So I'm probably just going to be still living (laughs) two blocks away (laughs) doing (laughs) the same thing. But at the same time, I'm like, but I don't, I'm not going to apologize for it. Right. Right. Like I'm just, I was just like, oh, well, that's where I'm at today. I don't have goals for the future. I am good, right? <laughs> you know, what I mean? like it just yeah. it just happens that way, and I I think that we forget because we're so used to hearing these messages of you know that you can't make anyone it, it, like the 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 idea of making somebody else feel bad because you did something good. Like right. I don't know right. where the fuck that came from. It right. needs to go away, right?
4: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: It needs to go away. And I've
2: And if you're I, and if people are making you feel bad, then they like those people need to go away. They like blow out your light. I'm about to say it. They I'm need just to like you know. cover your light.
1: I'm not about to say it. I'm just I'm just <laughs> letting it. you know. Sorry.
3: Say because it. you
1: can't make anybody feel anything because feelings are neither good nor bad. They just are.
2: Right. And yep. so And what I wanna add on what Christian said about loving somebody you know, like all the parts of them and loving all the parts Mm -hmm. of yourself. There is a big difference between your fundamental beliefs and values. Like those things are constant, consistent. They're like your soul based, right? Yep. Versus behaviors and skill sets and things like that. Like if you are a shit communicator- it's That's not like, you can build. oh, just love me because I suck at communicating yeah. and love all of me. No, 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 no. You can yeah. learn and improve your communication. Based
1: on whom you're with right. whom you're communicating.
2: Correct. Correct. And so I think that there's because there's that whole like exactly like Christian just said of like. When we get into these relationships, there's this myth that we're supposed to be like, we'll love all of them. And so then that yeah. confuses people. And they're like, well, I'm just supposed to love all of you. And so I'm supposed to sit here and be okay with it. And well, I'm but like, that's, there's, there's a the that's difference the of difference. accepting
1: people for who they are and where they're at. And I think that's right. what, I, and exactly. sorry, I'm going to put words in your mouth, Christian, because yeah. I think that's, that was the mess. That was my takeaway from what he said was like, it's accepting, yeah. you can love the whole person and right. accept them for where they're at. And Correct. be like, hey, this method of communication doesn't work the best for it's me. It's the difference between Can the, you maybe- right. Yes, and agreed. And it's respecting yourself and the other person enough to have, so, that, to conversation. have that conversation. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. We're agreed. like, do I? we can get off our soapbox like, So
2: Christian, no, what right. has been, yeah, what has been one of those really hard conversations that you've had to have in those relationships? What's been your hardest conversation?
3: I've been in relationships where I try to play the savior and that is, uh-uh, that doesn't do anybody any good. No. Uh, but, no. you know, you, you try to put somebody else together because, you know, you're falling apart yourself, you know, so it's kind of mm-hmm. easier to just lose somebody else back together. So I think uh, probably the most humbling, like, conversation that I've probably had is trying to, like, tell somebody, like, hey... I need more affection. I need like more like physical touch. I need these things that people could write off as like needy or clingy or whatever, but you're really just trying to communicate your needs. Yes, you...
1: but it's your love language. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> yeah, and and I feel like, you know, uh, diving into like the love language stuff, you know, anytime you're having that conversation about your needs, it's, it's not easy because, you know, you're like showing up sort of, I don't know. Some people could take it the wrong way, but looking like you need something mm-hmm. when it's really like the need in order for this relationship to work, not like my needs, you know, for me to survive in life. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Yep. For sure.
1: Right. We're not talking Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're talking about like right. the, you know,
2: well, the, and it can be the, the hierarchy it, of needs in relationships. But like we're talking about, I'm yeah. not saying like, we're not talking totally. foundational
1: levels. Like we're not talking food, but, shelter. But what, and yeah. so I think that's where we get confused. Right. Because, Again, what's pounded into us is wants versus needs. And like, I want a, I don't need a Starbucks in the morning, but I do need coffee. Mm-hmm. i'm just right. gonna go I, there like i can that is a need <laughs> that is a foundational level need but you know we're not talking about like shelter food right. you know clothing that sort of thing but but like the the that's where we get up into the other parts of it mm-hmm. of that pyramid where we're talking about the 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 road to the self-actualization emotional and the
2: emotional mm-hmm. needs yeah it is such a act of vulnerability to express your unmet needs oh my god it's huge yeah. moment, because a huge that's, huge that's a huge rejection for somebody's moment. like i don't love you enough to meet those needs sorry yeah And And you're risking hearing that. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's it's having the courage to just speak up in the first place and know that you're in a safe space to land, whether or not, however it's received, like Mm -hmm. you can still be in a, you're in a safe enough space to land however it goes.
2: Right. And your needs are valid.
0: Thank you, TidewaterSandals.com for supporting the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast.
1: Tidewater is a flip-flop company based out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And even though they're, 122 miles away from their favorite beach which is oak island beautiful beach if you haven't visited their job is to make every day feel like a beach day their flip-flops aren't just super comfy because they're made from the same material as yoga mats they're super cute they have all kinds of designs including coastal themes sea creatures dogs cocktails and more there's even a madras print and it's got a mermaid on it, which isn't a unicorn, but it's in the same family. It is. I
0: feel like a mermaid
1: is the unicorn of the sea. It is, except for narwhals. <laughs> Best of all, they give year-round discounts to teachers because we love our teachers. Tidewater is also a female-owned company, and because they're local, you get you know that extra oof in your heart for supporting local. Extra oof in your heart. And mm. I think...
0: Like a pair of comfy flip-flops is as close as I really want to get to yoga. Yep. So I think that's a cool idea. Yep. Just strap the yoga mat to my feet and then not do yoga. Facts. really feels great. You're a big flip-flop fan, aren't you? I am. I have flip-flops everywhere. (laughs) I'm really impressed that I said flip-flop fan and didn't mess it up.
1: (laughs) I love flip-flops and I'm picky about the kind of flip-flops that I choose to wear. They all have to be a certain look, a certain style, and a certain um, thickness to the actual Yeah, when we opened up the Tidewater Sandals website, you were like,
0: these are just like the ones I used to have that I wore for 10 years until they fell off my feet.
1: Yep. I wore these out for 10 years. Like there were holes in the bottom. I was like getting poked through on my feet, but I refused to give them up because I couldn't find a similar pair to replace them. And then enter Tidewater Sandals. Yeah, a
0: whole website full of them. Mm -hmm. There's some great and interesting designs on Tidewater Sandals. What we would like you to do. Is we would like you to open up tidewatersandals.com while you finish listening to the rest of this episode of Girls Who Do Stuff and pick out some sandals that you like. And then be sure to use the promo code Girls Who Do Stuff when you're checking out. And thank you,
1: Tidewater Sandals, for supporting the Girls Who Do Stuff. And we are happy to support you.
0: The Girls Who Do Stuff discount is good for 20% off. Where will your Tidewaters take you?
3: That's like, that's like kind of what I was saying, like with all the L's, you know, I'm sure you guys remember like from Brene Brown, like the, the man in arena quote, you know, from Theodore Roosevelt. And it's sort of like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like if you win or lose, at least you're putting yourself out there. At least you continue to like show show the fuck up. Yeah. -hmm. Yes. And that's sort of my whole thing. And, and Jenny, I'm sure that you probably get that when you quit giving a fuck about Everything, yeah, <laughs> like where it's like, you know, you've been beat down probably so many times, or you've taken the L, or you've been rejected so many times that at there comes like a point where you reach your threshold, and you're just like, well, all right, screw it, yeah. If 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 I can't if I if I if I can't have anything, well, I'm gonna give myself at least you know authenticity. You know wow. what I mean? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, yep. Yes. yep. yep. So. <laughs> And, and to that point, so like, how did you end up going from like, how did you end up in LA? Like, at you know, 1920, did you go to school or like, did you just have to leave Indiana?
3: Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like, I gotta, I gotta got boot, I gotta scoot, mm-hmm. get out of there. So, yeah, I left when I was 18, but I had actually lived in Brazil for a little bit and then I came to LA. Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And I'm, I'm very curious about how people begin the self-love and self-actualization journey, like of what is their story of origin, essentially. Mm -hmm. So how did it begin for you?
3: Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to eat this up like it's pecan pie. (laughs) (laughs) So this is all sort of like pretty recent. I was not always this way, like so free and liberated and open and transparent this started to happen during quarantine and it was like when we were all unemployed back when that was cute and you know there was nothing else to do <laughs> it was like, never
1: <laughs> cute man it was <laughs> never cute i got like i was
2: <laughs> jenny's like trauma trauma it stomach, was stomach, stomach. major <laughs> trauma
3: so, so basically like you know that that whole time that you know in la was super super locked down yeah so, We couldn't do anything. So during that time, it was like, I had nothing else to do besides sit with my demons. And especially like during the black lives matter movement, I just started to educate myself, you know, and I started to like sit there and really uh, question life, question everything I was ever taught. And slowly I started to put the pieces together. And I was like, wait, 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 this whole entire story that I've been told is one big lie. And I started to have conversations with more people, have more vulnerable conversations, started to open up my mind, started to to ask, okay, well, what if, you know, what if, you know, everything that I've ever been taught may not be true. And I started to basically unlearn everything that I was ever raised on, ever taught. The, everything that I ever believed. And then I started to to find like truth and peace and inner happiness. And I never stopped since. Mm-hmm. I have the chills.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's so powerful and it's so, it's so important to like to stop and recognize that. One of two things happens, right? You go sit with your inner demons and you can't tolerate it. And so you revert and you're like, forget it. And I'm going to compartmentalize it. It's going to go in a box. I'm never going to think about it again. Or you can lean into it. So, where do you think you learned those skills to lean into it, other than that you had to sit with your de- <laughs> that you would know had nobody else to talk to? <laughs> I don't
3: know. I, I I'll say it. I give you know weed a lot. Of props.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, Thank I, I will you.
3: Give, I'll give the Earth props. You know, definitely yeah. that was able to lower a lot of my subconscious walls that yep. I didn't know. Yes. Yep. Up. And you know, too, like kind of like you said, it's either. You know, sink or swim. You know, you this could go two ways. Either you know you'll you'll fall, or you know you'll stay uh, above water, and you'll you know uh, fight essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think just you know growing up with uh, this a whole other conversation. But you know, so much childhood trauma and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I I was fed up. Like, when do I get to take control of my own happiness? Like, when. When does the happiness start to be permanent? Because all yeah. I'm feeling right now is just temporary moments. Yeah. And, and it's funny that we're having all this conversation because after the castle, I got my very first tattoo in London, and it's like a. <laughs>
1: There's many a, more. <laughs> that's a, that is a you, big tattoo for yeah, very first tattoo. That's a
3: big first tattoo. And it's basically so it's it's a bull skull wrapped in like Japanese waves, but mm-hmm. the bull skull like. It sort of symbolizes like the the death of who I was and like me being reborn, mm-hmm. especially with like just the whole uh, culture of Indiana. Like it's very like lots of forms and stuff. So, it was, and it was just kind of a reminder to break away from the herd mentality. So if I yep. see a bunch of people thinking one way, like go the other way. And and that has kept me happy for a couple of years now. So yep. it seems to be working.
2: And I think that's such a valuable point is that's usually what happens for people. The pain reaches a point that is mm-hmm. so unbearable that you're like, all right, that I was comfortable when it was down here, like mm-hmm. this was yep. discomfort and I could handle that's that good. pain, but that pain gets so high that you're like, I have to do something different. And like you said, you either go this way or you go the other way. And I love what you said about, I, I, and I haven't stopped since because that's what we see all the time. Yeah. The benefits and it feels so amazing. It's so freeing. It's the the confidence and every like it's so much more grounding and peaceful. That inner and peace. it's also
1: is equally terrifying. And the benefits are so the, but high. The benefits though. are high, and enough. like
2: every time courage is rewarded. So all the rewards yep. are coming in, and that's why once people start that journey, they never stop because the benefits just continue to compound.
1: No, absolutely, and it's it's a very. um like I, I'm sitting here nodding and nodding because it was, it's very similar to to my own journey of, of coming through that, like mm-hmm. to the point where I don't give any
3: more fucks. Like that's the, mm-hmm.
1: you know, <laughs> that's basically what happened. And, and, and you, he yeah, wants to say something. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs>
3: First, I'm like I'm so happy I met you guys. Honestly, or you ladies, I'm so happy. That-
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're we're.
3: I'm honestly so happy because it not it, it just so refreshing? The like when you get to find other people that are on that sort of same wavelength. Yeah. But I just like it, it's kind of also a lot of people don't want to talk about is like it's an ongoing like fight. It's an ongoing battle. Like just because you're happy. Doesn't mean everything is rainbows and butterflies. Like, Hey, if I get rejected to this day, it's going to sting. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like how, well, I don't know if you guys are, if y'all are married or or what it may be, (laughs) but like rejection in any aspect, it doesn't have to be like a relationship or romantic, like it's not easy. And that's sort Mm -hmm. of something that I'm trying to work on is like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, you know, and still showing up for yourself. I'm curious to know, like, what are your thoughts on, on those situations? Yeah.
2: And it's the whole onion thing. Like yeah, once you feel uh, it, like, cause there's times when, cause we still do personal development ourselves, obviously. And I'll be in a session with Valerie and we're peeling back. And, and I'm like, she'll be like, well, you're still dealing with this. And I'm like, motherfucker Valerie, yeah. I thought I fucking I healed that shit. Two months <laughs> Val- ago. I
1: know. Valerie's her regular <laughs> person.
2: I'm like, um, why is that shit showing back up again? No, it, and no, she's it like is, yeah. on the subconscious level. And I'm like, fuck the subconscious. i like, I'm over it. Like, and that's where I'll get, I'll get into the thing.
1: I'm like, motherfucker, I thought I was self-aware. Right. And now I'm like, damn yes. it. Damn yes. it. I thought I was there. And then Sarah will say something and be like, fuck. Right. right. I wasn't that aware. Or, but like to your point, right? Like I saw celeb- we celebrate, well, my husband and I celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary last week. It and is. thank you. And it was not day of unicorns shitting glitter like it was not (laughs) there was a brief period in the middle of the day that was a shit show and it was not pretty and but we
2: bounced back right to like at the end I swear I'll tell you what Christian's date was at the end because it was epic and I'll have to share it with you okay sorry
1: go ahead so but that's the thing right like we literally bounced back from it in the moment because and we've talked about this on the show before the choice to stay In the marriage, the choice to stay in the relationship, the choice to stay in love with the other person is exactly that. It is a choice. It is a Mm -hmm. thing that we wake up every day and say, we are making this decision together. Right. We are better together than we are Like I choose you. I choose you every day. Because you're not going to love
2: them every day. Let's just be real about that. No. And even There's been months when I haven't loved my husband. There are seasons. And I'm like, I'm I'm still choosing you. I don't love you right now, but, but I, I am well, still choosing you and continuing to work. And, and continue in our house, to learn. yeah,
1: in yes. our house, we, we frame that as a I still love you, but I'm really not liking what your behavior is right now. Right. And and so I think it's really about learning every day more about yourself more about
2: uh, and rejection happens in marriage too
1: rejection happens (laughs) in marriage too and i've also had like but to your point right like i've had friendship breakups that have been like devastating Mm -hmm. like that i've gone through major grief for but and this is a but not an and Mm -hmm. because it paved the way for other opportunities and other friendships so like one of those breakups happened just before i met sarah Oh, wow. oh and, and then you
2: got me as instead Right. I mean were,
1: I mean I think I was very <laughs> much rewarded for my vulnerability and everyday courage before that relationship ended.
3: Yeah. Right. By receiving
1: right. the other end was Sarah.
3: You you know what I've realized is like the moments that I find myself like the weakest is usually when I have been like I'm going through, uh, vulnerability hangover. So maybe I had done some major, major things that were like super hard and super difficult and super vulnerable for me to do so that when it, it takes one little tiny thing to like break the straw on the camel's back. That just makes me like, Oh God. Like and I start rabbit holing because you know, we're human. We're, we're not like, you know, Superman, like we can't just walk around constantly just being unaffected by everything we, we choose to allow ourselves to feel, which mm-hmm. also has its downfalls sometimes, you know? Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. And I, and I think that the most important thing about that is, is recognizing. And if you're feeling like, what's the word I'm like, like if you're feeling unsettled, there's a reason. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And peeling
1: back those layers and getting curious yeah. and, and, you know, we're, we're all like Shrek, you know, we all have onions, have layers. Ogres have layers. Yeah. We all have, you know, yeah. We, we all have that capacity to, to kind of peel back and then every, but, but what's amazing and the, the, what I think of it is, is that it's like, a um, it's never ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's always more layers to peel back.
2: I think that would be like when you ask Christian of like what it's like in, in relationships and things like that. I think that would be the hard part for me. If my partner was like, yeah, no, I'm not like, this is it. This is what you get. Like, yeah. and they were like, I you know that's done. how my husband
1: started out right no, oh my god it. yeah he was he what? was you're never gonna change me
2: and I it's not am, even changing i because that's the thing is everybody's like don't try to change me yeah like that's pride no, ego like all like, that nonsense I'm not and trying. you know my husband yes right and so it's so interesting because if somebody were to be like no i'm done learning like yep. i have no desire to evolve like that is death to me right, and right. I, I mean and i would just sit back and be like, <laughs> like
1: okay that's right. cool because that's a big
2: lie that you're telling yourself, right?
1: And so yeah. you know, and it was it was the, like he we he never wanted to get married, he never wanted to have kids, Ugh. he never right and like married two children, okay, right? And he's like the best dad, he is, like he, he is. is like the most yes. engaged, like yes. he does the majority of the child care. I do not. Oh, I love that child by re- choice, yeah, yeah. Child rearing, whatever. Right. Like he's the one that's there with them all the time. I'm I'm not by right. choice because it's a better. Fit for our house, and so that's
2: his natural skill set. That
1: is yeah. his natural, which is like so. It's mind blowing to Sarah that I'm sitting here going, "No, that was Scott at the beginning." Yeah.
4: <laughs> You're not getting like,
2: that's that's the people the that get me. Is the yeah. people that are like, not nope, not nope. they're he, just completely closed." Yeah. I'm like, "Ooh, yeah. he was closed and."
1: there was enough of an opening for him to like see that he wanted to walk through it. Right. It wasn't yep. me saying like trying to pull him. Oh, correct. Yeah. Correct. It was just me being there and showing up. Jenny and then up, some.
3: Like a dope guy. Oh, um, right. he is yes. a dope
1: guy. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 it's just, it's, it's nice to know that even when, you know, you're 40 something like these you know, these things are still going to happen, right? It's good to know that. It's not just because I'm 25. No. not
1: at all. (laughs) You're very (laughs) wise, too,
3: for, you know.
1: Correct. Did you ever feel like, you (laughs) said you felt like you didn't fit in. Did you ever feel like you were like an old soul, soul, more mature?
3: So that's actually, when I was going through the process for the courtship, you know, like sort of making it through the first couple of rounds of just even getting on the show, I was like, I'm very old-fashioned. I feel like I was born at the wrong time, but
4: oh my God. I'm,
3: I'm also like, I'm old fashioned in the sense of like uh, holding on to my principles and beliefs and not changing due to like societal norms, yep. but also very progressive. And I do. And, and I actually have trouble dating anybody around my own age because I feel like I, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. I am I would like to say I'm awake right now in life. And the problem is, is anybody around my age is probably, you know, still caught up in, you know, life itself. And like, maybe they don't know who they are a hundred percent or they don't love themselves a hundred percent. And that's something that's time to develop. So I have found that dating can be really uh, tough for me specifically when it comes to like my age range. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I, could I struggled that. with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was something I struggled with too, that it was, it was finding the balance of somebody who was, you know, had that like lightheartedness of whatever age it was that we mm-hmm. were dating and somebody mm-hmm. who also had the maturity who Correct. was going to match that mm-hmm. energy of,
3: for you, sure. You know what's yeah. funny is that I feel like it's almost a green flag when somebody is like over the top goofy. Because I feel yes. like that's sort of like who I am. You know, at the beginning, Sarah, I'm not sure if you sort of remember like the way I was sort of edited and presented at the beginning of the courtship. But a yep. lot of people called me a himbo. A lot of people were like, oh, he he has no idea what's going on around him. Or, you know, this dude just loves to eat or whatever. Right. And it's so funny because it's like I'm able to be like more careless and more nonchalant and more sort of like free because yep. I've done all of that deep, complex, like yep. inner, and yeah, I, sure. it. so like to you, I may be coming off as like a total airhead, but it's actually, I'm just so free and, and blissful. Correct. Right. it's roots
2: and it's, wings it's roots yeah roots and wings I,
3: just, I don't care to look stupid i enjoy it i like yeah. i'm like doing dumb well crap. you don't you don't you know? see it as For
1: stupid sure. you're just you're just uh, you're in your space you're in your skin you're right. comfortable where you're, and that's where i yes. mean i say the okay. same thing that like i'm it's extra. like i'm gonna
2: embrace my inner child right. too yes. i own my extra <laughs> Amen. I own my
1: extra, and I know that I'm not for everybody. Right, and right. you know, as Elise Meyer says, then go find less. Like it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. I, I you don't need to be my people, and I'm still gonna love you, and I'm still gonna be like, all right, that's cool, man. Yeah, you don't yeah. <laughs> you don't appreciate me. That's your loss, really. But yeah, you totally. know, 100. <laughs> I'm still gonna love you anyway. But go away. It's fine. Yes,
3: I think me specifically. There is no way that they could have edited me that I would have been unhappy with. Because like I said, I showed up 100% myself, you know, every day of filming. So there's there's not any sort of angle that they could have came at any differently. I mean, I think they they made me look extremely goofy. Also, I am. But there's also other signs to me. And that
2: was accurate. And it's just to let you know, as a viewer, I did not feel that way. I didn't think okay. that it was over-the-top goofy. I thought it was playfulness and embracing your inner child. Like, I didn't that's see it that's that way.
3: Woke. That's because you're woke. Right, woke. that's true, right. that's true. Because we're, yeah, again, that's true. But Like I talk about, I, I if I had a dollar for every time I mentioned Arby's, like, on there, or, like... <laughs> I was like, I was like these editors have it out for me. <laughs> They want to make sure I never get laid, ever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. But then you rebounded in the challenge where you were like, and I won.
4: Right? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
2: Oh (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. So, final questions. Have people been sliding in your DMs and being like, you're amazing. I love you. Date me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, actually. So that's been happening a lot, guys, girls, alms. There's been people trying to hook me up with their, uh, sisters and and, <laughs> daughters, and it's, it's been kind of crazy. And it's kind of like, you know, Nicole and I didn't work out, you know, she like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't her cup of tea, but like, I'm very happy with this whole, like with how everything happened, you know, it yeah. is, what it, and it's part of life and it's kind of cool. Like right now, to like, be single like, yeah. needs, you know what I mean I was yes. like I was not expecting all of this attention you know as yep. as that sounds signing up for a reality tv show <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like I think that's super cool that you just said that because right you were signing up for the experience you're like this is gonna be yes. cool this could be fun and yeah. whatever happens on the other side I'm gonna be ready for it I'm gonna be open to it and like you know, if I, I think that's you know a, a place that Sarah and I operate from, even with yes. the show, that we're just like we're doing this because for the experience and the and Correct. the impact that we're having on the world, versus like we're trying to be the next. Correct, Uh, like Chelsea Handler. I mean, that would be super fun. It's for
2: the experience and the connection. Because at the end of the day, like literally, how I reached out to Christian, it could have been a shit show. Right? We didn't know how many times have we done that. I mean,
1: like how many times do we slide into somebody's DMs or or go
2: be like, "Hey, we have a podcast. You want to come on?" And we're just (laughs) open to the experience of whatever it's going to end up unfolding to be that we're grateful for, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I hear you saying too, Christian.
3: Yeah, well, especially cuz like when I when like I found out about this opportunity, like I I I had no idea it was even going to be on linear television. Like that this was, I thought this was like a rinky-dink project. And then I show <laughs> I show up and there's like 500 people part of the crew and I was like, "Wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, what's going on here? It's wait, not a this?
1: subsidiary. It's the real NBC." Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, I thought I thought this was like before I was like what well like, like I can only say so much. But right. you know, like, during like the, the training and stuff, I was like, what if this is like one really like intricate like Craigslist scam and I'm like kidnapped. <laughs> Like I'm like I'm a big guy, but what if they drug me or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
1: That's awesome. That's that is awesome. awesome. Oh, I love uh, it. So Christian, tell our listeners where they should find you. If you want to um, be found.
3: If, if you want to come find me, stalk me, creed me, you can follow me on Instagram at Christian Lee Cones and on Instagram, I don't know what my name is on there. I think it's Christian <laughs> underscore Lee <laughs> underscore C. Not really sure, but I can try it.
1: Okay.
2: Awesome. Um, awesome. Thank you, Christian, so much for taking the time and getting up so early to chat with us. We had an absolute blast. This
3: has Thank been amazing. You. Thank you, Christian. Well, it's such a pleasure. And I can't wait to uh, meet you all in person.
2: Sounds Absolutely. good. Yep. Connect with us
1: at <laughs> stuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find
2: our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can
0: help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.